if you would, open your Bibles to the book of Jonah. Chapter 1, we'll be looking at verse 3 today. People run from many things. You know, we flee from things. I mean, if you, if you think about it, if you come across an angry dog, you might run from it. What happens if a bee or a wasp starts getting around our face, we start swatting and dancing around, and then we take off running? <laughs> if it's a spider, you're going to see me run. Yeah, if I see a spider... Well, if you see a spider, it's too big. I'm going to run from it. You know, and then we'll run from snakes. <coughs> but there's other things we run from. People run from responsibility. You know, whether it's at a job or family or at the church. Some people will run from responsibility. They, they flee from it because they don't want the responsibility. Then there are those who will flee from God. They'll run from God. But what happens when we run from God? Generally, when we flee from God, we run towards sin. But when you think about it, can you really run from God? No. And we're going to be looking at that today. Look at Jonah chapter 1. We'll be looking at verse 3. It's written, but Jonah rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Japho, and he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it that he might go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Be with us today, Lord, as we worship together. Just give us insight and understanding into your word. And Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. And we thank you most of all, Lord, for your precious and holy Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, today as we worship we again, Lord, lift up those that are sick and shut in, those who could not make it today. Lord, we again just lift up Miss Bev to you, Lord, and just pray that you would be with her and just touch her in a mighty way and heal her. And Lord, just let a miracle happen in this situation, Lord. And we also lift up Cameron, Lord, as he begins this new journey in his life, and we just pray your blessings upon him as well. And Lord, we just lift up all those that are sick, those that have lost loved ones, those that cannot make it today, Lord, again, we just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon them. And Lord, again, I just pray that you would be with me today, Lord. Give me the words to say and that it would just touch and edify those that are here. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray, Lord, that you would just open up their hearts today and just let them seek you in their life. And Lord, I just pray again that you would be with us, that you would bind down Satan, Lord, and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now what is happening 
in this verse. Pretty much if you look back at the beginning of chapter 1, and we'll see it again in chapter 2 and 3, Jonah, God had called Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach against the sin that was taking place in Nineveh. Yet, Jonah, instead of going into Nineveh, he tries to flee from the presence of the Lord. And the reason he did this is because Nineveh was the capital of the Assyrian Empire. The Assyrians were a mortal enemy of Israel. And sometime after Jonah had lived, we find in the book of of the Kings and in the book of Chronicles that Nineveh, the Assyrians, finally took over and destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel. And this was, of course, judgment from God when this happens. So Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. He did not want to go to Assyria, the Assyrian Empire, to preach against their sin. Yet God called him to do this. And instead of going to Nineveh and following God's command, Jonah tried to flee from the presence of God. He tried to flee from this command. So what we see Jonah doing is is he is putting his will above the will of God in doing this. So Jonah goes down to Jaffa, or Joppa, which is another name for Jaffa. He goes down and he rents a ship, and he goes into that ship and he tries to sail to Tarshish. Which Tarshish was the exact opposite direction of going into Nineveh. You see, Nineveh was in Iraq northern Iraq. Tarshish, there are different places that Tarshish could have been. Tarshish could have been in Sardinia, the island near the coast of Italy, or it could have been in southern Spain. We don't know where it actually was, but it was to the west of Israel. So instead of going to the east where Nineveh was, Jonah goes to the west, trying to go as far away from Nineveh as possible, fleeing from the job he was called to do, fleeing, or he tried to flee from the presence of the Lord. Yet, we can't flee from the presence of the Lord. It's impossible for us to flee from the presence of the Lord because God is everywhere present. He's omnipresent. You could be in the deepest cave and you're in the presence of God. You could be in the farthest reaches of the universe and you are in the presence of God. We cannot escape the presence of God. But Jonah tried to flee from the presence of God. And that brings up two things that Jonah was doing when he was fleeing from God. The first is what we just mentioned. 
He was trying to flee from the presence of God. We see that in in verse 3. It says he was trying to flee the presence of God. Yet we cannot do that. It's impossible to flee from God. The second thing is, in trying to flee from the presence of God, he was also trying to flee from the work to which God had called him. He was trying to flee from the work. Jonah, as I mentioned a little earlier, had placed his will above the will of God. And in doing so, he was rejecting the work that God had called him to do. Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. Again, Nineveh, Assyria, was an enemy of his. He did not want to go there. And what we see later on in the book of Jonah is Jonah's reasoning for this. Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh because he wanted Nineveh to be destroyed. He wanted it destroyed. And we see this in chapter 3. When when Jonah goes into Nineveh and he starts preaching, what happens? He says the city of Nineveh is going to be overthrown. The people repent. They repented of their sin. And when the people repented of their sin, what happens? God forgave them. He forgave them. And he did not destroy the city. And then in chapter 4, verse 1, what does it say? It says, Jonah became angry. He became angry when God forgave them. Think about that. Jonah tried to flee from the presence of God, from the work to which God had called him, this responsibility he had been given to go into Nineveh and preach against the sin, and he did not want to do that because he wanted them to be destroyed. And when he went and preached and they repented, and God forgave them, he became angry. And he admits as much. He said, this is why I didn't want to come here. Because I knew you were a gracious God and that when I preached to them and they repented, you were going to forgive them. (coughs) It's amazing that people can be that way. Yet, I want you to think about something. Christians can be that way. We can be just like Jonah. (coughs) Jonah tried to flee because he knew that if the people repented, God would forgive them. So what does this mean? Ultimately, Jonah was trying to flee from the will of God. He was trying to flee from the will of God. It was God's will for Jonah to go to Nineveh. 
It was God's will for Jonah to preach against the sin of Nineveh. To tell them, to warn them that they needed to repent of their sins or they would be destroyed. And in fleeing, Jonah was fleeing from God's will. But that meant that he was fleeing towards something. He was running to something. And what was he running to? If you're fleeing God, if you put your will above the will of God, you're running towards sin. He was running from God and running towards sin. That's what he was doing. Think about it. Jonah was disobedient. He was prideful. He was idolatrous. And we'll get into that in just a second. He was rebellious. He was disobedient to the command of God, the law of God. God had commanded him to go to Nineveh. He was prideful because he tried to put his will above the will of God. And he was rebellious. He was sinful. But I also mentioned idolatrous, didn't I? Jonah had made an idol in his life. And it stemmed from his hatred of the Assyrians. He had let his hatred, his anger at Assyria fester so much that he wanted them destroyed. He put that above God's will. He put that above God. And anything you put above God is an idol. It doesn't matter if you bow down to it or not. Anger can be an idol. Hatred could be an idol. Anything that you put above God's will for your life, anything that you put above God in your life is an idol. So he was idolatrous as well because he let this hatred fester so much He ran from God. And he ran from the will of God. Jonah was sinful. And we can see this when we look at his motivation. And the motivation of Jonah was his hatred of Assyria. His hatred of Nineveh. The people in that city. He did not want God to forgive them. He wanted them destroyed. And this led to him creating an idol in his life. An idol that he ran towards instead of turning and doing the will of God. Jonah was sinful. He was sinful. 
fleeing from God and running to this idol. But if you think about it, we do the same thing in our own life. We do the same thing in our own life. We do the same thing today. How many times have we run from God? How many times have we run from God? How many times have we put our own will above the will of God? God calls us. We flee from the call. We run from the call. But what normally happens when we run from the call of God? We got to run towards something. We run towards sin. Because that's what happens. I mean, think about people who are lost. They hear the gospel message. They, they feel the call of the Holy Spirit. They hear the call of the Holy Spirit. And instead of turning to God in repentance, they run from him. And when they run from God and the call of the Holy Spirit, what are they running towards? They want to run back and continue in their life of sin. Because when you run from God, you run to something else. You run to sin. Let me put it a different way. When you run from God, you run to the arms of Satan. Because that's what's really happening. Because he's the father of lies, the father of sin. When we run from God, we're running right to the arms of Satan. That's what we're doing. Whether you're lost or a Christian, anytime you run from the will of God in your life, you're running towards Satan. Think about Jonah. He was filled with hate. Where did that hate come from? Satan. He was letting Satan control him when he was running from God. Look at Paul. Paul was convicted by the Holy Spirit. We see this in the book of Acts. And we see this because in Acts chapter 9, when Christ meets him on the road to Damascus, he tells Paul what? He says, it's hard for you to kick against the goad. He was being goaded. He was under conviction of the Holy Spirit. And instead of turning to God in repentance, he was lashing out at the church. He was arresting Christians, throwing them in prison. He was there when Stephen was stoned. Giving assent to that. Instead of turning to God, he was fleeing from God and he was doing what Satan wanted him to do. Destroy the church. Paul was fleeing from God. Instead of turning to God, and his will for his life, he was running from God and lashing out. 
at the Son of God. How many people flee the call of God in their life? How many people flee from God's call into his work? Many Christians do that. God calls us to a specific work within the church. God has gifted every Christian with a gift. Whatever that gift is, whatever that ministry into which we're called, we're called into a ministry of the church. We're to use the gift God has given us, and instead of using the gift God has given us, we run from God's call. See it all the time. He gives us a gift to use in his kingdom. He calls us to serve the church in a variety of ways, yet many Christians flee from God's call. We flee it. We don't want the responsibility. Yet God knows what we can and can't do. And he's not going to call you into a job that you can't do. But what do we say? I can't do that. Ah. You know what that reminds me of? Isaiah 14. I will lift my throne above the throne of God. I will do this. I will do that. I was the downfall of Satan. That's pride. We're not to flee from a work that God has called us to do because God knows what we can and can't do. We're to trust Him in all things. Because in fleeing God's will, what are we doing? We're elevating our own will. And we're putting our own will above God. Which is what? Idolatry. It's idolatry. It's sinful. Because when we flee God, when we flee the will of God, we're going to be running towards something else. And what do we run towards? Sin. Satan. Instead of fleeing God, we're to submit to God. We're to obey God. Turn over to James chapter 4. Look at what James says when he talks about submission to God. James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. James gives us different commands that we're to do as Christians. Look at what he says. James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. He says, Submit yourselves to God. 
Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purge your hearts, ye double-minded. Suffer afflictions and sorrow, ye, and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning, and your joy into heaviness. Cast down yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Look at the commands he gives us there. The first, submit to God. We're to submit to God and his will for our life. Everything that God has called us to do, we're to submit and obey God. Then he says, resist the devil. When we submit to God, we are resisting the devil and what the devil has in store for our life. So we submit to God and his will and we turn from Satan and we resist Satan. Then we draw nigh to God. But then look at what he says right after that. We're to cleanse our hands. We're to purify ourselves. Basically, we draw nigh to God in repentance. We draw nigh in repentance. And then he talks about all this mourning, the weeping, the mourning. We mourn over sin. We're not to have laughter for sin. We're to mourn over it. And then look at what he says. Lastly, humble yourselves. When we submit to God, when we draw nigh to God, when we resist Satan, when we mourn over sin, that leads to one outcome in our life, and that is humility. When we're humble, we're not going to put our will above the will of God. We're to humble ourselves in the sight of God, submitting to God. And when we submit, we obey. We're not going to flee the will of God. We're not going to do like Jonah did and run towards sin because that's what he was doing. He had put his will above God's will. We're to submit to God. We're to humble ourselves before God and we're to obey Jonah's disobedience cost him. If you look, the whole city of Nineveh repented. And Jonah was so angry at this, he missed the blessing of God. He missed the blessing of God. He missed seeing this miracle where all the people in this town repented at his preaching, at the word that God had given him. They repented and he missed it because he was so angry and carried on by hate. He missed that blessing because he was blinded by pride and anger and hatred. When we submit to God, when we seek his will for our life, God's going to work through us. And when God works through us and in us, we're going to witness his blessings as he blesses others with the work that we do.
pride, self-will, disobedience, rebellion, hate, anger, sin. Anything that leads us away from God and His will is going to keep us from seeing God's blessings. That's where to submit. We're to obey and never flee from Him or His work for us. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you've given us. And Lord, as we go into this time of invitation, I pray, Lord, that you would just be with us. Lord, if there's anyone here today that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us. Continue to overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.